Welcome to Tuesdays with Andrea. It's the inspiration station for everyday people guiding humanity forward. I'm your host, Andrea Rios McMillan, and every week I pursue conversations that matter with people who can relate to the common struggles we all face. You'll get to know the person behind the profession and find commonality with people of all ages, cultures, and backgrounds. Listen as friends, neighbors, and coworkers offer meaningful, personal explorations of modern life and the values we hold dear, all for the purpose of strengthening and uplifting others. Thank you for joining us on Tuesdays with Andrea podcast. Today we have Anna Tredre. She is a co-founder of Spots on the Fox, a new, um, or is it an organization? Is it, it is an organization, right? It's a, it's like a, uh, it's an e-commerce company, I guess. That's like the easiest way to explain that. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. So thank you for joining us. And I'm definitely, I'm really eager and interested to learn about spots on the Fox, but also want to know about you as a person and understand what inspired you to get started. What was your journey like and why, what is your main why for, for wanting to pursue this? So, uh, why don't we start with spots on the Fox and what it is? Sure. So the easiest way to explain it, it's like Etsy, but for our local communities with a major distinction. We don't take commissions from our vendors. So vendors keep 100% of their sales and our focus is only on small local businesses. So we don't work with uh, MLMs or direct sales just because we really want to keep it to within our local small business community. Okay. And so this is businesses, do they have to be on, is it by the Fox River? Is it within certain cities or townships? What's the geography and what's the requirement to be part of Spots on the Fox? So as of now, um, it's the Fox Valley area and the surrounding communities. We are probably going to shrink that down a little bit because we are going to be expanding to different areas. We will be launching a, we call it like the hubs for local shopping in different regions. So we're going to be launching a new territory in Denver. Colorado? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of potential for shopping local and supporting local, right? But what is local? Like, are we talking 10, 20 mile radius? So we want to make sure that we have a small enough region that you are supporting local and truly keeping it local. So we're just trying to adjust those territories and that, you know, that area to make sure that we are keeping it as local as we possibly can. And by local, so geography for sure, um, but it's about supporting the mom and pop businesses, right? Local owners of the businesses, not necessarily chains or big franchises. Correct. Right. We want to, we want to take money out of uh, Walmart, Amazon, Target, you know, (laughs) the big guys, we want to take that money out of their pockets and put it into the small businesses within our communities. Because that's what helps local communities, right? It strengthens commerce. Local economy. Yes, the local economy. So why? What got you started in this? So we launched in 2020 and it started because, so my husband has a marketing business. And when the pandemic hit, I had just become a stay-at-home mom and we were working, well, he was working from home and I was staying at home with my son who was at the time three months old. So I'm high risk. Uh, I'm a type one diabetic and I have Hashimoto. So I have two autoimmune conditions. So when the pandemic hit, we were able to quarantine, which is amazing. We weren't going into any stores. That's great. But then every day we were getting like Amazon packages, Target packages, Walmart. I mean, it's necessities, right? I was no longer going into the stores, but then every day 
just like started adding up and I just started feeling so dirty. <laughs> like you just feel dirty. You're like, oh, this is wrong. But unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, we stopped going into stores and I stopped going into the small shops that I would usually go into. And some of them didn't even have websites. So my husband also is being in the marketing business. He's had clients that over the years have become friends and they had talked about the possibility of having to shut down their business because of all the mitigations and all the shutdowns. And you just, you don't want to hear that, right? Like it's very, very unfortunate. So me as a consumer and him as a business owner, we're like, we want to find a way to bridge that gap of, I know how to buy from the pound cake lady. I know her, you know, but what about the people that don't? And I know how to buy from the shops that I've been buying from because I know them. But if they don't have websites, how do how are they going to reach customers when they can't open their stores, when they can't, you know, have like traffic walking in, you know? So we really wanted to bridge that gap. And that's how Spots on the Fox was born. And we worked really hard on 2020, setting it all up. My husband developed everything. You know, he, he made the website what it is. So he's the one that takes care of all the tech stuff. And we launched it to the communities really early 2021. So we've been officially going for about a year now. Mm. And that's that's how we got started. We really wanted to focus on our local economy and help our local economy because it's small businesses that are the backbone of America. Mm -hmm. And we're the ones that impact, we're the backbone. So we really wanted to make sure that we're a small business too. Yeah. And we really wanted to band together and come together as a community to work with our small local businesses. And it helps them from a visibility standpoint, like a marketing standpoint. A lot of small business owners don't have marketing budgets or don't have the ability to tap into wider audiences or, or, or consumer markets than what they've already reaching. And so I think yeah. this is a great way to expand that into a local like hub, like a, a community, an e-commerce community. So you guys have a website and we do. You don't make, so you don't take anything from the sales. So is, is it just more like a membership? They pay a membership fee to be part of Spots in the Fox? Yeah, so we have uh, we have over 70 vendors. Yeah, we don't take commissions. It is a monthly membership. So it's a lot more than just, think about it this way. We, ha we have a lot of different types of vendors. We have vendors that have a website and we have vendors that use Spots as their website. If they do use Spots as their website, we do the maintenance and the hosting. So it does alleviate that marketing, like you said, marketing budget. If they have a website, great. But if you're, if you become a part of Spots, you get that exponential exposure to customers because uh, with 70 plus vendors, as one vendor shares their storefront and their products, they're introducing their audience and their followers to all the other vendors on Spots and vice versa for everyone that's sharing, right? If I have my own website and I'm running on my web own website al alone, then I have to drive my own traffic to mm -hmm. my website. And you're right. So that's part of that whole community. But yes, we only charge the monthly subscription. And can people, I'm thinking of people who maybe aren't in full-fledged business mode yet. Maybe they don't have a storefront. Maybe they are a, an artist, a creator. They're selling direct to consumer their products. Are they able to also be a part of this? Yeah. So we have uh, multiple types of vendors. So the businesses that are on spots, there's the three main ones. There's ones that have brick and mortar that are on spots. They have then there's ones that are at places like the Painted Tree or the Rustic Fox or work like the market fairs. And then there's others that work strictly from home. 
And so we attract all different types of vendors because it's a small community. But yes, everybody's welcome to the spots as long as you're a small local business. Um, we even have service providers. So service providers are welcome uh, welcome on spots too. Like we have Victoria Maldonado. She does. Uh, she's an author and an editor and she provides her services on there. So yeah. That's awesome. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in that, right? Like this just opens up new avenues for exposure for your work and services. I think that's a great thing. So you. you were a stay-at-home mom before and what's this transition been like for you? <laughs> Okay. So yes, I, uh, I became a stay at home mom in my previous life. I used to sell semi trucks. So, um, yes, yes. Uh, I've, I've been in sales my whole life. You name it. I've sold it. I, I love, I could, I could I tell love... by the way, I could tell <laughs> You're really good. But see, this is, this is where my husband and I balance out each other so well. He's the tech. I am not computer illiterate, pretty darn close. Like pretty much the only reason I'm not is because I have him around, but he does all the tech and everything like behind the scenes. And I'm kind of the front, you know, aspect of it. Yeah. But I love it. I love getting to talk to people and I love getting to meet new people and uh, learn what, why people do what they do. That's one of my favorite things. So yes, in a past life, I used to sell semi trucks before I became a stay-at-home mom. And um, when we discussed having kids, I knew I wanted to stay home with them. I come from, I'm Colombian. So I come from a culture where, you know, my mom stayed home with us and I knew I wanted to do that with my kids too. So we became stay-at-home parents and then COVID hit and that was hard. I feel for parents that have little babies. I, I mean, I feel for all parents, but specifically to those that are working that had to do like remote learning and figure it out with their kiddos. And then for parents that have new kids, because I wasn't able to share my son with the world and it sucked. That was very hard. But then we started talking about what can we do? Like what, how can we impact our community? Well, the thing is this spots on the Fox is pandemic proof. It'll outlive the pandemic. You know, we are 24 seven online e-commerce shopping and people like to shop from their phones. People like to shop from their computers. People like to shop online because it's so convenient. For example, for me personally, I don't think I'll ever go back to regular grocery shopping. I love Instacart. I love <laughs> being able to pull up with my car and have them put the groceries in my car and I leave. Yeah. So it's just, it's easy, but it was a transition and it still is because now we have a second child. We know my, we have my son now who's almost two and a half years old and we have an eight month old. So it's been a whirlwind of everything and I've loved it. I've loved being able to be home with them and getting to run my business from home and getting to grow it and getting to meet the people that I've met. Um, I mean, there's just so many talented people within our communities, like unbelievably talented. I mean, so. I think it just speaks to your level of, of, of passion for this work and wanting to contribute in a meaningful way outside of also the way that you're contributing in your home with the kids, because to your point, you just had, you've had two kids who are what under three, right? Yep. Um, in the last two, three years, and we've had a pandemic, you started a business <laughs> and the kids are still home. Like that's a lot. That's, that's a, yeah. that's a lot. And I'm sure a lot of other moms can relate, or maybe there's moms out there who know that they also want to do more or do something else too, outside of the home or in the home, but business related, what advice would you give them? If, if we're talking to that one mom who is thinking, I want to do something too. 
but I don't know where to start and I don't know how to start or if I can start, what would you say? I would say the thing that I say to myself every day is think about my why. I would say get that focus of why you're doing what you're doing and then you can start lining things up and organizing yourself and your why's change. For me, my why is super, super easy and super obvious. My kids, my kids are my why. I want to teach them that while I am home with them, I'm also an entrepreneur. I can also show them what success looks like while being home with them. And it's a weird balancing act. And it's like, you know, organized chaos because that's what it is. I have, I have a daycare in my home and I also have my business and we do everything from home. So it's organized chaos, but I wouldn't change it. And it's because they're my why. And it's a very obvious why, which actually I'll share something with you. We haven't, uh, we haven't launched it yet. I've met some incredibly talented kids, like unbelievably talented new makers market. They are a non-for-profit. They're a vendor on spots on the Fox. They're a nonprofit and they work exclusively with young artists. So under 18 and they hosted a market last year. And I've met some kids that you would not one second think it was made by a kid. Like, you're just like, really? And I got to talking to some of them. And, you know, a lot of them were just like, I just love doing what I do. I just wish I could sell more so I could buy more supplies because supplies are expensive. Yeah. And in the next few weeks, we're actually going to be launching Spots on the Fox Junior. And it's nurturing that entrepreneurial spirit for our kids, for our children, right? So they get the exact same benefits that a, a regular vendor gets but at a different cost. And it's just giving them that availability of like, hey, I want to be able to sell my stuff. Unfortunately, you know, the fairs, they don't get the possibility of going as often because they obviously have school and, uh, you know, school activities and all that stuff. But this way they can sell their products and, you know, run their business, but just at a different cost. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's awesome because it's enabling them, right? To be owners and operators, entrepreneurs at a young age and to be taken seriously about the state of introducing themselves to other people in this market. I love that. So that's your why. So your kids are your why. Where do you see yourself like taking this? What's your long game here? So obviously the shop local initiative, there's a lot of different, I mean, think about, the continental US, right? I mean, there's tons of little towns with quaint shops that can participate in this. So ideally, I want to have local initiatives and local hubs all over the United States. So we do have a business opportunity there as well. If you live, you know, in a small town and you're like, you know what, I would love to have this here. It's a community online where I can go think about walking down Main Street, you know, in your town. And I can do it online from the comfort of my couch. And I know I'm supporting local. I know I'm supporting small. So our vision is to have local initiatives and local hubs all throughout the United States. Do you, is there anyone in the community that you look to as a mentor or look to as a person who's taught you how to help enable your business? I think sometimes that a lot of our success or where we are is a byproduct, the people in our lives and the impact that they've made along the way. When you're thinking about your success and your personal journey, have there been any people or persons like that in your life who are enabling or who've helped shape this trajectory? Yes. So this is going to be corny. And I have, I have like a few people that come to mind. The first one that comes like to my mind right away is my husband. 
my husband has always been a business owner. I have not. Okay. And I believe you need both types of people in this world, right? You need people that go to work for someone and then people that work for themselves. I was always the person that worked for somebody else because just my mind just does not work that way. But that's why we balance each other so well, because he is just this unbelievable entrepreneur and his ideas are out of this world. But then he's a little bit out of this world too. So I'm the anchor and I had to like reel him back in. (laughs) But I would say he's 100% one of my biggest inspirations because he is so good at just coming up with these unbelievable ideas and putting them together and he's persistent and making it work. And he's a perfectionist and he's so helpful. And then I would say to get that started, I would never have been able to, we're, we would never be able to be where we're at without each other. Is um, she your, your co-founder in this, that like the partner for, and yeah, I think yeah. that's, that speaks to what a great partnership can do. Not everybody is fortunate enough to have like their husband be their, their co-partner, but when you are, I think that's, this is the result, right? Like you're able to be operationally sound, but also have the vision and the dream of, Hey, this is where we're going. And this is the idea. And then you can make it land. Oh yeah. No, it's, uh, we work really well together. I mean, it's funny because you'll look at us and like on our, on a day-to-day basis, right. We talk about this all the time and you'll look at us talking and you're like, "Mm, they're definitely married too. (laughs) Like how long have you guys been married? It'll be five years, March 4th. So it's just been like, there's just, we've experienced so much together in such a short amount of time. Um, so yeah, he's a huge inspiration for me. Um, somebody else, Jen Mendoza, she was the one that introduced me to Weezos. And yeah. I'm eternally grateful for that. The Weezos women are amazing. Actually, Jean LaValle, the founder of Weezos, she believed so much in what we do that she chose us to be their only partners. And over 10 years, they've only had one partner and it's us. And she is actually going to be the expansion partner for Denver. Um, yes. So that's like, without her, it's not to say that we wouldn't have gotten there eventually, Mm -hmm. but she was like, Oh my gosh, you guys have to take this to other places. And, you know, she's just making that vision come to fruition much quicker than we had ever anticipated. And alongside with her are obviously Dunn Huddleston and Jen Hall. They're the face of Weezos and behind the scenes, we've just talked so much back and forth and they've just always been so supportive and so encouraging. And it's, it's hard not to succeed when you have women that are backing you up that much and that truly believe in what you're doing. And I mean, they're, they're amazing people. Truly. They really are. That to me is, is true empowerment, right? Like when you're able to fully support and back up the the ideas and the vision of other women to me, like I have such a special place in my heart for women who help other women, <laughs> especially, I, and that's my favorite. especially in the business world and mom world. I think both are equally important in the mom world. I think we tend to um, understand each other, but in the business world, sometimes what I can see is sometimes there can be more of a competition versus a collaboration. But when you find yeah. the collaborators, man, those are, those are the power moves. Absolutely. And I, I wholeheartedly believe in the Weasel's mission and Weasel's foundation. And I love that they are all about women empowering and encouraging each other because the competition thing to me is petty. There is no reason why we can't all succeed. Like, you know, when the water rises, we all rise with it. 
So I love that I've found this tribe of women that truly wholeheartedly believe that yes, collaboration over competition is the way to go. Yeah. And so do you, how do you continue to form and build those relationships? So um, we still is a great group, right? One that uh, I think both of us, we we're, we're both fans of, but what about when you're trying to just build strategic business partners outside? Do you have any tricks of the trade for that, for networking in general? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, um, with the people that I've met and the people that I've cultivated relationships with, I've met them through moms groups on social media. Um, and I've followed them and I, I became a customer because I, I truly believe in shopping small and supporting small. And so if I can shop small and support small, I'll support them regardless of whether they're on spots on the Fox. So that's to me, like just cultivating those relationships and friendships. When we first started spots on the Fox, we started making strategic partnerships with uh, chambers Mm -hmm. because when people hear about spots on the Fox, they're like, wow, this is like a great idea. Like, it's awesome, but we're new and people are hesitant of new. So, uh, you know, the, the idea behind the chambers was the credibility factor. And the businesses that were a part of those chambers were like, you know, that credibility. So networking for me with the chambers, networking for me with the moms in the moms groups and the business women in the moms groups. Um, I mean, I've met some incredible women and some incredible moms. So that's just how I've, I've connected. It was, it's kind of weird to say, and I know we've all kind of been in the same boat the last couple of years with the pandemic, we were doing more like the uh, not organic interviews are not organic talking. It was more yeah, like Zoom phone. Yeah. Yes, phone, Zoom, text. But that's how I've made, you know, my connections so far. And then obviously when Weasels came into the, into play, I was able to start getting into in person. But I started like spots on the Fox connections online. So just there's a lot of online people that are genuinely good people. What has been the most um, I would say a, a struggle in terms of getting started and, and growing to, to where you are now. Has there been any challenge that will, kept you up at night? I mean, of course. I would say the biggest challenge is the idea of networking and getting people to accept something new, right? We're creatures of habit. So I think the biggest thing that would keep us up at night would be like, how are we going to get people to adopt this when they're already shopping on Amazon? When, you know, uh, Amazon is so convenient because they can go and they can shop. And how, how do we get people to stop thinking Amazon first or Walmart first or, you know, the big, big names and shop small and shop local? Because we are creatures of habit and I, I'm guilty of that, too. So it's not like I'm putting anybody down. Like, I'm totally guilty of that. So uh, that how do we get the word out there about spots in the Fox? At the end of the day, we are a startup business. And we don't have a gigantic budget because we are working. It's two, it's two of us, right? So how can we leverage the people that we know, the people that are like, this is a great idea. I love this. Those were the things that were a big challenge at first, especially when a lot of our business consisted of meeting people in person and we weren't able or they weren't able. So it was kind of like, how do we make this happen in a way that's like, let us present it to you. Here it is it's not a sale. If it makes sense, great. If it doesn't, everybody has a role to play on Spots on the Fox. It's either as a vendor, as a customer, or as a sponsor, um, because we have sponsorship opportunities as well. Like everybody has a role to play. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of figuring out 
like how to make this happen, the strategic players, how do we leverage um, our connections and our relationships so that we can get the exposure that we need and, you know, keeping in mind our budget and trying to help our, you know, our vendors grow. Cause that's at the end of the day, that's how Spots on the Fox is going to be successful as our vendors are successful. So are we in turn. And thinking about like how, where you are now, I'm sure you're proud, right? Like, I'm sure you are proud of, of where, where you guys are. What makes you the most proud or is it the partnership? Is it that you did it? What is the part that you take the most satisfaction in? That we're doing it and it's working. Whenever there's like those moments of doubt, because they obviously exist, we just take a step back and we're like, there's obstacles, right? Obstacles and everything. And we're like, okay, there's an obstacle, but you know what? We're doing it the best we can and it's working. So the fact that we're able to provide something of value for a community that brings like a local economy burst, like we're very proud of that. Just last year alone, and, and we've grown a lot over the last few months. We've grown, I think in January alone, compared to last January, we had grown over a thousand percent. So last year we were able to, uh, not we, our vendors, collectively were able to bring almost $44,000 into our local economy. That's our first year. And again, we just plan on continuing to grow because the more people that we can reach and the more people that we can say, hey, don't go on Amazon just yet. Go check out Spots on the Fox, 70 plus vendors, all different types of things, you know, gifts, gifts for yourself, uh, anniversary, birthdays. So, I mean, there's there's food. There's um, That's another huge benefit of being able to shop and support local is that you can't really ship food, not like freshly made food. It just doesn't really hold its integrity. So there's like charcuterie boards and there's baking and, you know, so there's, there's that component too. Yeah. That's, that's what makes us really proud is just being able to say we're, we're doing it and it's working. And, and like you said, everybody kind of goes through these moments of doubts or challenges. What is the self-talk to pull you through some of those most challenging times of doubt or do you have like a ritual or a daily practice that's helped in terms of keeping you in the flow at home? Because it's, I can imagine it, it'd probably be very distracting too. having kids at home, you're working from home and you're still running and operating a business. What do you do to keep yourself like in that mode, even despite, you know, that's, it's funny that you say that. Cause for me, I'm, I'm very stubborn. And so in my head, there is no question about the success that Spots on the Fox is having and will have and continue to have. So my husband and I, that's where we're a little different. He gets more stuck in the, oh, there's something going on right now. And, you know, like I have to fix it. Like, not that there's something broken, but again, that obstacle. And I'm just like something else to overcome. No big deal. Like we knew that there was going to be obstacles. I'm very like headstrong in that, in that way. I also take it as like seasons of life. When I say that my household is organized chaos, it's organized chaos. It is chaotic because I have two kids, like very, very small kids. So the whole like, oh, do I have like a daily ritual? Not right now. I don't. I'm not, a, I'm not going to lie. I wake up. I try to make sure my kids are fed. My kids are clean. <laughs> my dog goes out. He's got food. And I make sure that I am taking care of our vendors as best as we possibly can. So I, I try to be as responsive as we can. So to me, the service portion is very important. 
but like, do I have like a daily thing where I wake up at like 5am and like, I do a little like affirmations and (laughs) I, I don't not yet. I want to, but my daughter is still nursing and she wakes up multiple times at night. So if I wake up like at certain time, my husband wakes up at 5am every morning and he's like, Oh, do you want to come down and have a cup of coffee with me? I'm like, Oh no, I'll see you in like an hour. Uh, so right now for me is sleep, trying to get as much sleep as possible. But if I had, you know, again, it's like that organized chaos. I understand this is just the season of life. It's small amount of time that I'm going to be going through this. And I'm just trying to soak it up every day and making sure that I'm able to balance my time with my kids. The beauty of what I do is that I can do it from my phone and I can do it at any time. I do try to uh, balance out my time with my kids first and then, you know, uh, spots on the Fox, but it's kind of that mentality of like, it's a season of life. I will be able to be more put together in the future. I will be able to do my makeup every day in the future if I want to. Um, or so if right you don't have just, to, why? <laughs> like, <you> why? Know, <laughs> yes. I like that you say that too. It's, it's very real, right? Like you still have two kids under three. They're probably yep. both in diapers and yep. you're still nursing and you're still, yes. you're still doing it and you're making it work and you're finding yep. your own way. And sometimes I think that's the important nugget there is to do what works for you and whatever yes. that looks like. I remember when I was younger, my husband at the time, or yeah, when I, we were younger and we, our kids were little and he used to work late. And so I would keep the boys up late just so they could see him. And my sister, on the other hand, when she had kids, she was very like stringent with their bedtime routine. So like six, six thirty, those kids were in bed. And I just remember thinking like, you have to just find ways to do what works for you. And it looks right. different for every person, every family, every mom. And that's the beauty of having like autonomy as a mom and having authority. Like I get to decide what goes on in my household and what works for me. And I think that's really important to remember. It is. It is. And the thing is, is that you, like you said, what, what works for you might not work for me. It might not work for my sister. It's completely different. And you just have to find your way. And, you know, I guess, I guess my big thing would be don't compare. And I know that that's really hard as a mom. Because you, for example, I, I I took my, you know, my son to the children's museum and there was this girl there. Oh my gosh. She looks so put together. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like I'm yeah. in sweatpants. I'm like barely existing, you know, but here I am with my child mm-hmm. having, making sure that he's interacting and playing and having a good time. And I'm like, don't compare yourself. You have no idea. I came to find out she was actually the nanny. <laughs> So I was like, see, that's why you don't compare. You have that's no why you idea. don't compare. It's so true though. And it's so hard not to do. I, I would say even at work too, like it, it's hard. Yeah. Like how's this podcast doing compared to another podcast? Or how am I doing professionally in my digital marketing role compared to other marketers? Like it's very hard not to compare, but I think if we can just remember um, that it doesn't serve us in, in this way, it, no. it doesn't. The only thing it, it does is just, it just creates unnecessary noise in our head. Yeah. And so let's it's just drop that. <laughs> I think it is, it's very easy to compare, but I think like you said, it does not serve you at all because all, all you really should be comparing it to is how you've been doing, you know, how were we doing last January, 2021 compared to 2022. And that to me, cause we get lost in the daily tasks that we don't have a chance to maybe look at the bigger picture, but you should. Like you really should. So yeah, don't, don't compare it. You're right. It absolutely does not serve yourself. 
Yeah. But to your point, what does serve you is to keep active measurement of how you are growing. What are yes. the areas and where are you growing? And what does that look like? Because a win is a win, right? And growth is growth. And if you can find those key features or mechanisms that enabled like large amounts of growth in short amounts of time, such as what you've been able to do with the WeSos group and the women who are um, helping you maximize your growth, that's where you want to spend your time. That's where you're getting the more bang for your buck. And it's important to be able to find what those are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know what, it may not, you may not find it right away, but I would say like, just keep pushing through. And the way that you do that is just to keep a very, very mindful thought of your why, like why you're doing what you're doing. And again, sometimes we get lost in it and we do, and it happens to me on a daily basis. And I'm like, okay, just kind of refocus and revamp and just keep an eye on your why and just keep trying. And you said your why is your kids, right? And you mentioned your mom's color or your Colombian and kind of seeing your mom has helped formulate a clear vision of what and how you want a mother. Are there any like specific core values or um, lessons that you want to leave on as legacy? Yes. So one of the reasons why we are launching Spots Junior is because we really want to focus on nurturing that entrepreneurial spirit, right? Not everybody's meant to be a business owner. That's okay. Not everybody's meant to go to college. That's okay. Everybody's meant to find their own path at their own time. So for my kids, you know, growing up, my parents were a little, they were rather strict, typical Hispanic culture, but they were still incredibly supportive. So I take that and I pass it on to my kids because I want my kids to be happy. And happiness looks different to everybody. So we're doing what we're doing because it makes us happy. And we can pass that down of like working within your community. It's important. But as a parent, being able to stay home with them, I cannot tell you just, I actually, I never really wanted to be a mom. I am totally one of those moms. I didn't realize I wanted to be a mom until I met my husband. I'm the youngest of three. Um, I'm the baby. My, sis- my sisters are six years and nine years older than me. And I became an aunt when I was 10. And so like, I saw, I saw all of it uh, because my sister lived with us at the time. And I was like, oh, I don't know. This is, this is not, you know, this is not what I want. Uh, kids are nuts. They are totally nuts. No, and mine are not. a lot of work. <laughs> they're a lot of work. Um, you know, mine are not the exception to that. But it just, it just, I never felt it as a calling. And, you know, I know that I hear like even my nieces, they're like, yeah, someday I want to be a mom. And like, for me, I never felt that way. I was just like, ah, I'm good as an aunt. You know, I can, I get all the fun stuff, but I get to give them back, but being a mom and being a nursing mom, I was able to nurse my son until almost 25 months. I'm the first woman in my family to successfully breastfeed. Um, yes. And that to me is like one of the proudest things I've ever done in my life. And being a mom is one of the proudest. I mean, mean, it's crazy because there's so many moms out there. Right. Mm -hmm. But getting to mother my children is one of my favorite things. I love getting to be home with them and learn and seeing, you know, my son, just like that light bulb go on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see him actively learning and soaking things up. And that's a huge privilege to me. So I love it. And I like, I love how you said your happiness is important. 
like just yeah. your, your, your happiness. I think there's a lot of emphasis on work ethic and pushing through and kind of getting the job done or executing or implementing. But I love how to you, a focus and a priority is in the message that you want to leave with your kids is your happiness matters too. And it's okay. Like it's okay if you're doing what you love and, and, and you're happy about it. Like that's a great thing. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, I think for a while, the idea was you go to school, you go to college, you find a job, you climb the ladder and you stay and you retire. Well, that doesn't work anymore. We don't live in that world anymore. So that quote has got to go, you know, go and find your happiness. You have one life, got one life. And I don't think that, that message is always is there for women. I think for men a little bit more so like, yeah, be happy or does it make you happy? But for women, I feel, and I also grew up in a, in a, in a Hispanic home and there just tended to be a, a little bit more emphasis on the woman to sacrifice more, especially, oh, for yeah. the, especially for the sake of family and children. Um, yeah. And there's nothing like if that's kind of that's you then great. But I love that. You're also saying happiness for women is important too. When, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you want to have 10 kids, great. Go for it. If you don't want to have kids, that's fine. Don't have kids. You know, Mm -hmm. not everybody's meant to have kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think happiness truly is important. And and again, that's different for everybody. Like I've Mm -hmm. got two kids. I've got a boy and a girl. They might go completely different paths. As long as they're both happy, that's what I want for them. That's awesome. Well, Anna, any last words that you want to leave with the audience? Any takeaways? Yes. Go shop on spots on the Fox. (laughs) Shop small and support local because they get to keep 100% of the sales. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I will make sure to put your link um, in the description below. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Oh, love it. Privilege of mine for sure. Thank you for listening to Tuesdays with Andrea. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you making the time to listen to mine. If you like this show and want to know more, check out TuesdaysWithAndrea.com or please leave a review on iTunes or drop a line in the YouTube comment section. Until next time, please stay kind in your mind, nice on the web, and stay hella hopeful in your heart.